Wherever you are in your adoption journey, we are a community centered around love, trust, and respect for the experience and opportunities that have made us families. We promise to share, encourage, support, and celebrate the day-to-day of adoptive mamahood together. I'm Liz. And I'm Sarah. And together, we are Two Adoptive Mamas. Hey, mamas, and welcome back to the Two Adoptive Mamas podcast. We are super excited to be here. It is just Liz and I here tonight. Hey, Liz. Hi. And this is our 24th episode, and this is our finale of season one. What? What? Hard to believe it. So we began this journey, I guess, of sharing episodes. It started a lot earlier than that, but we started sharing episodes with you um, in December. And so it's been a little bit, um, and this has just been such a special place to grow as adoptive mamas and to meet new members of our community. And, um, yeah, it's been a great journey. Um, and so we're here to kind of reflect on that tonight and, and share a little bit more about what's to come. So anything you want to add, Liz? No, let's do it. Let's get to it. I'm excited to talk about this, uh, this journey that we've been on and that we're excited to keep going with. Yes. But yes. Now. We're going to keep going. This is, <laughs> this is just the end of one season and, and we'll tell you a little bit later about what's to come, but that is already underway. So yeah, we're, we're pumped about it. But yeah, so for great. now, we're going to take a couple, a uh, couple of minutes just to kind of ask each other the same question and see um, some things that we've been able to take away as hosts and hopefully you've been able to take away as listeners as well. So Sarah, what was the biggest takeaway about trauma that you learned from one of the guests that we had this season? Yeah, we've talked about trauma a lot this season, and it's so important that we continue to keep this um, at the center of our conversation as adoptive mamas. And so I think the biggest takeaway for me was that no matter your adoption or foster journey, um, your child, my my daughter, our daughter, she's not with her family of origin. And so that is a trauma. And so I think that too often we we label maybe trauma or there's an assumption that trauma means a certain experience occurred. Um, but I think I just learned so much more personally, um, about a trauma that, you know, may manifest itself or that she may experience, um, as she comes to understand her story. And, um, and that will be something that we will face together. Um, but it just, it looks different for every family. It looks different for every, every kiddo. Um, and it might not be, as recognizable per se, but there is a trauma because our children are not with their family of origin. And, and that's been something that has been a key takeaway for me. How about you, Liz? Yeah. Um, I think that was really important. I know, I think home virtually every, uh, episode touched on trauma because of the fact that we're talking about adoption and that comes from loss. Um, I know Rosie talked a lot about it and Aaron, um, talked a lot about it and, one of the things that Rosie mentioned, I think in her second episode with us was, um, she said it more eloquently than I'm about to, but that concept that, you know, your kiddos have the best intentions and, um, they're not like kind of conniving <laughs> behaviorally against you. Um, it's, it's more this concept that there's, 
they're in survival mode. Um, and that trauma is just layered on top of that. Um, and when Aaron talked a lot about, um, just walking through that process of loss, um, and grief and how that really comes and goes, um, at different times for your kiddo, um, all of those things have just really impacted me. Um, and it's not like they were necessarily new. It was just phrased in a way that really met me where I was right now um, and in this season and how I then can meet my kiddos where they are. Um, but throughout this whole season, uh, just being able to meet people who are walking uh, at least slightly similar journeys more so than others, I think it's been great to just have that constant and consistent reminder uh, that trauma is unpredictable sometimes, it's cyclical, it is not linear. Um, and whenever I am interacting with my kiddo, I have to remember that there has been a trauma, like you just said, they're not with their kiddo, they're not with their family of origin. Um, and there's a loss there. And I'm, I'm here to help the best I can, but I'll never be able to meet that specific loss in the way that their family of origin would be. Yeah, that's great. I mean, trauma is a big word. And so I think we've unpacked that in a number of different ways this season. And I think hopefully for our listeners, you know, we might have the tendency sometimes to think, oh, that's not what my family has experienced or, oh, that's not us. And um, I think that, you know, we've just been able to kind of come around that word and talk about how to unpack that as a family and to notice different things in the day to day. So All right, Liz, what was your favorite nugget from this season that changed your daily interactions with your kids? Yeah, speaking of the (laughs) Mm -hmm. day-to-day, mine is really simple, just taking deep breaths. (laughs) Um, And I think when I am modeling that for my kids um, and literally doing it with them, it helps me (laughs) regulate in addition to them. Um, And it just helps us all be in a better place to have a tough conversation or even just an excited conversation. We just had um, some guests come that made my son just like he was walking on cloud nine for a long time and probably will for a long time. But he was so excited. The poor kid was like not listening and it had, it has nothing to do um, with him being disobedient. He was just so excited. And so we took breaths together um, to contain our excitement and be able to enjoy what's happening around us. Um, the second thing I would say, uh, if I can have two nuggets, <laughs> is just a reminder that I'm not alone and uh, the importance of asking for help. Um, I love all the things that Candace shared on her episode with us about asking for help. And I think um, that has really impacted my day to day when I know that I'm interacting with my kiddos and I'm not the only person um, in the community who is loving our family and caring for our family that empowers me to do more for my family in a weird way. Yeah. What about you, Sarah? Yeah. Well, we had talked so much, I mean, in different ways with different guests, but it, I mean, circle of security, we talked about that with Madeline and, um, and just even more of the trauma conversation, um, or just relationship more with Rosie. Um, she just emphasized that so much. And so I think that the day-to-day interactions have been, mine have been influenced more by, um, just getting on my daughter's level and kind of taking a deep breath. Like Rosie always said that as a parent, like just you, okay, like you need to be regulated before you can, um, you know, appropriately handle a situation with a child. And, and truthfully, I think what really sticks out to me in these conversations is that it doesn't 
matter if your children are biological, adopted, foster. Like there were so many parenting techniques that I feel like were highlighted that can be used across the board. Um, so that just really, you know, there's been moments um, in a season of parenting a toddler that um, I've just been encouraged and felt supported by some of the things that we've talked about on here and it and some of them haven't even been specific to adoption if that makes sense so true and I think our next question also relates to that point that we um love being able to speak into the adoption community um help build adoption community and focus on that but a lot of the things that we're talking about don't apply just to the adoption community um and I know because we prepared that I know both of our answers to this question relate to that specifically. So what is something, Sarah, that you have verbally shared with another mama because of this season? I know that our listeners can't see us, but I kind of want to be like, guess, guess what it is, because we say it on every episode. Guess, guess, guess. Um, so here, we'll give you a minute to guess. All right. Do you have it in your head? Okay. So... Hard is hard, right? Hard Liz? is hard. Hard is hard. Thank you, Michelle. Yes, Campbell. Michelle Campbell. This this reflection is a shout out to you. There were three things that you shared in your episode with us, and that was hard is hard, the twenty four hour rule, and making memories in the mayhem. And if I'm being honest, my husband like uses these now. He oh mine too. I mean, he, I my will husband's call him a counselor. To, like shares it. Yeah, to other people. Yes, we have. I mean, it has been a bumpy road in our second adoption process here. And Drew will look at me and say, "24 hour rule," and I'm like, "Dang, <laughs> who taught you that?" Oh wait, That's thanks like Michelle. Our fault. Thanks Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, those it's three, so true. Those three things are so true for not even just moms, <laughs> but. Just in general. I know. I mean, I don't want to be, oh, well, no, maybe I do want to be that podcast. I think we need like mugs or something in season two. <laughs> Not t-shirts. No one needs more laundry, but like coffee mugs. Right. Like 2 a.m. merch coming yeah, your way. 2 a.m. merch. You heard it here first <laughs> because man, if I ever needed a daily reminder, hard is hard. That's a good one. Oh, man. All right. So jumping into the next question, what is one thing that you're doing now or that you started doing that helps increase your kiddos felt safety? Definition felt safety. Just because they are safe doesn't mean they feel safe. That's right. Just because they are safe doesn't mean they feel safe. Okay. This is like toddler parenting 101. Again, doesn't matter. Biological, adopted, foster. Um, I have really learned this was both from Madeline and Rosie that sometimes it's most important not to address the behavior or the circumstance or whatever it might be in the moment. It's more important to make sure your child feels safe and loved and supported. And then at an appropriate time, and that could mean just like two minutes after, or it could mean 30 minutes after, I don't know, you have to decide, you know, based upon the situation and your child. Um, But then you have a conversation about what happened or what things need to look like next time or how we could have handled that situation differently rather than in the heat of the moment. Um, because yeah, I mean, sometimes that just doesn't, well, all the time that doesn't go well. I've seen in our family better results from taking a deep breath, taking a moment to help the child or help our daughter feel secure in a situation and then addressing it, you know, shortly thereafter. And I think it just helps both of us process and have a better outcome. Cool. Love it. 
I would add to that, I guess, um, in our family, we really need to take sensory breaks and that helps my kids feel safe. Um, and being cognizant of what the day will bring and in a, in a slightly, <laughs> it's a different way. Um, but a couple of years ago I had a concussion and they, um, all the doctors and the therapists would remind me that like certain things like get you closer to your threshold than others, um, like in a faster way. So like going to the grocery store was like a really big deal when I was recovering from a concussion. Whereas obviously sitting in a room that was dark with my eyes closed was like not getting me anywhere towards the threshold. It was actually helping. Um, and so, we just think about that with our sensory breaks um, and kind of how our days are structured. And uh, I really was thinking, I think we've been thinking about that for a little bit, but now in our day to day, when we're trying to help our kiddos with felt safety, we're like actually communicating about it, like in real time where we're like looking at each other and being like, Hey, I think he's dysregulated. I think he needs to go take a breath, have a drink and like sit down with us to count to five or something like that. Um, and being able to like verbalize that and, and really notice it when it's happening in the day to day, instead of being like, Oh, well, four o'clock, everyone's going to go swing now. Like, not that that's not important and could really work. Um, but my kids looked (laughs) differently at different times of the day. And so being able to like read that, um, and have language to use with my spouse or other caregivers has been really helpful. Um, I would also say for felt safety that we just, we try really hard to give choices where we can. Um, and we are constantly reminding ourselves that uh, some battles are just not worth the fight um, and allowing them to have that uh, control within boundaries is really important. And I think it was um, empowered to connect uh, on their podcast, we didn't, we didn't host them yet, <laughs> but we, um, but the one thing that they had a, as a really good reminder recently, um, was that, you know, you can, when you share power, it's reminding your kiddos that you have the power to share. Um, and just being able to give options and give choices allows them to have a sense of control within the boundaries of like what it is that you're setting up to do. Um, and our kids feel safer that way. Like we really honestly see a difference when they're able to choose the yellow cup. Cause that's a favorite color as opposed to green and like, who cares? I, I mean, they do, but I don't. And if that makes, if that's putting little pennies in my bucket, <laughs> that is worth it. Cause when it comes to the bigger stuff then I know that they're, they're with me, we're on team grub. Yeah, it all kind of builds upon each other. Absolutely. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Okay, so Liz, remember that fateful day in September I texted you and I was like, we should have a podcast. Here we are. I definitely remember it. So here we are. So what surprised you most from hosting a podcast? Uh, So I have something written down, but then I thought of something else. Well, I'll share share the written down thing first because it's more meaningful. Um, I have... I have been surprised at how simple the truths are. Like what we're talking about is not rocket science. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some things that are super nuanced and we really need to go into a deep dive or like a major heart check. Um, And so I'm not saying that it's not deep (laughs) um, or necessary, but they're, they're simple truths, relationship, being with people, caring for your kiddos. Uh, But they need to be said so badly. (laughs) Like we just need to say them out loud. Um, And I'm just so grateful 
uh, for the response that we have gotten uh, for season one. I'm so excited for season two and beyond. Um, and I'm, I guess I'm just surprised, gratefully surprised, gratefully surprised at how simple yet how awesome it, it is. It has been. Okay, my second thing, though, if yes. <laughs> not to like derail you, you from whatever you you're going to say. Go ahead. Um, there's a lot of work to go on to a podcast, <laughs> like on the back end. And I'm so glad that I'm doing it with you. So <laughs> there was, I, I feel like we've said this before, but it was embarrassing how long it took us to like edit our first It episode. was so bad. <laughs> I mean, there were moments where I was like, forget it. We're not doing this. Oh, we're so wonderful. Like, we're so grateful you all listen to we're our gonna, stories like, pay anyway. to do this. I mean, we don't have the money to do that, but like, this is awful. And I mean, I think one of the times early on that we sat down to record and the first time we used two mics, I think it also took us like an hour to figure out like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The number of YouTube Anyone videos. listening to this who is technologically like savvy at all, which Liz, I would say that you are. So this mm, surprised me. But you're probably like, how do the two of you have a podcast? <laughs> yep. Well, God. By the grace of there, Jesus. There are miracles. Miracles do happen. And so here we are. And now I can like simultaneously edit an episode while I do like the dishes. It's pretty amazing. So, you know. That is impressive. Let that what be surprised you, Sarah? What surprised me? Um, well, yeah, that was a good second one. I would, how, how much work it takes. That's fair. Um, the other thing is just this will, hopefully this doesn't sound selfish, but just how much I had to learn and that I didn't know. And you don't know what you don't know, which I knew that you don't know what you don't know. However, I did not think that I had it all together in in the case of adoption. Please hear me when I say that. Just because we are adoptive parents, I mean, yeah, there, there's so much to to explore and to understand and to look into and there, there's just so much. Um but I have shared before on here that when we launched this, we were a couple months into pursuing our second domestic adoption. And I thought like, yeah, we're in a good place to do this. Like we're ready to go. And eight months later, I feel so much more prepared for, you know, the type of situation we could or could not walk into because of the resources and the community that we've built here if something were to, you know, drop into our lap that we were unsure of, you know, where to go next, I feel like I kind of have a toolkit now um, because of the amazing people that have been willing to share their stories and their really awesome work on the podcast. Um, there's just a community. Um, talk about a sense of safety, right? Like mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. And I hope that if that's what it's been for me, that it's just been an even just an ounce of that for all of you who are listening. Um, or for those of you who have shared this with those in your circle that you know are fostering or pursuing adoption. Um, yeah, it's just been a really great resource and I'm grateful for what I've learned. I agree with that. And that's been the mission from the beginning. So. Yeah. Speaking of missions, Sarah, what's next? Speaking of dun, missions, dun, dun. so what is next for two adoptive mamas? The big question. So I was actually reminded by a conversation, Liz, that you and I had recently. Um, again, we're pursuing our second adoption. Sorry, I feel like a broken record, but I was just kind of 
talking through something with Liz and a couple of others in our support system and um you know it's a hard road and you're stepping into brokenness and with domestic adoption there's more known I mean in some ways there's not more known but there's more known than um you know per se in in international situation where um there's not like an intake form from a conversation with a birth mother so it's just it's just different they're two different processes and so there's a lot to work through and to think through and and Liz you said to me well Sarah like obviously you and Drew have prayerfully considered a lot and you know, you only know what is put in front of you potentially by an agency. And, you know, when you take that leap and when the yeses are reciprocal, if, you know, if your family grows and there's more than you expected in whatever way that may be, um, you have a, you have a community of support. And, and that just has stuck with me because I think if there's anything that Liz and I want all of you to hear from, us and to to get from this from two adoptive mamas is that there's a community you're not in this alone um and we hope that this has been a resource or a source of encouragement that when you find yourself in that place whether it's because of a new placement or because of a new diagnosis or because of a new trauma that's kind of you know unraveled um there's a place to turn to. You're not, you are not alone. And there are people who have walked before you. There are people now that can walk beside you. And, um, you know, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. We, Liz talked about that in our first episode. Um, you know, when, when they were pursuing the adoption of their daughter. And so, and we serve a faithful God and he will provide, um, all that we need. Um, even though we might find ourselves in impossible situations. Um, so when we talk about what's next for two adoptive mamas, it's to provide more of that, to keep building that community. Um, we want there to be even more one-on-one interaction um, between us and you, our listeners. And um, we just want to, there's a number of ways that we are looking to continue to expand that community and um, just make sure that there are reasonable and tangible ways that we can be there for each other and support each other. Yeah, I'll piggyback to say, you know, our tag is that we're navigating the day to day together and we're moms who you know, support for moms who need it from moms who get it. Um, we don't have all the answers, but it's super cool to be able to bring um, meaningful stories, relevant resources, um, and just really awesome guests um, onto the show. So uh, when you're navigating the day to day, it's not like you're going to hit one thing a day and that's it. There's going to be 90,000 things that come and come your way that you need to deal with. And um, maybe you only have half an hour to listen to something. Um, if that piques your interest or hits a chord, uh, strike a chord, sorry, if it <laughs> strikes a chord or whatever, like that was something that you dealt with last week and that was really relevant, then you can take the deeper dive. And we want to be that place where um, you can go to one website <laughs> or one podcast and be like, man, I can scroll through and find something that I dealt with yesterday, three things that I dealt with today, something that I dealt with, uh, t- I'm probably going to deal with tomorrow. And now I know which podcast to listen to, which blog to follow, which resource to look up. Um, and 
remember and that you're not alone when you're doing it um, because there are other moms who are doing the same things, who need the same things, um, and who are there for you that can give the support. Uh, so we're two of those moms and we're walking this journey with you. Um, you're looking at two pretty type A go-getters and we're pretty pumped for season two. It's already started. We got some cool guests and uh, we're excited for you to join us. Um, so we'll see you October 5th. I was just going to say, what's the date? October, October 5th. 5th. Be excited. October 5th. <laughs> really just thrilled by um, the guests that have agreed to record with us and the bookings that we have. And so it's going to be really great. So I hope that you will stick with us for season two. But until then, remember, you've, you've got, got this, this, mama. mama.